This is your captain speaking. Welcome to another episode of DJ's Aviation Podcast. All systems are go, so lean back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show. This is DJ's Aviation Podcast. Everything aviation. Everything aviation. Aviation news, airline developments, analyzing route networks, expansions of airlines and aircraft news, and we talk about world events and life. DJ's Aviation has a Discord server that's officially partnered with Discord, and you can join with a link in the show notes or using the vanity URL discord.gg slash aviation. This is the DJ's Aviation Podcast, and now your host, Dan. Day two of the 2022 Fun Rare Show has come to a close, and what a day it was. Far busier than the first day, to the point where I almost couldn't keep up, but that's really the point of the DJ's Aviation Podcast. During this week of the Farnborough Air Show, each day I'll be giving you a recap on the stories that emerged, whether they were covered on the YouTube channel or not. This is the best place for a general roundup. I want to mention that you can listen to this podcast on any streaming platform, whether that be Apple, Spotify, Google, and a host of other more platforms. So find one to your liking and choosing, and you can definitely listen there. Thanks very much for the support on the podcast. We've seen a little bit of a drop-off in people listening, but but that's honestly on me. I do need to be more consistent with this, so my sincerest apologies for that. But hopefully the daily episodes of the podcast throughout this week will be something to your liking. I want to also start off by saying a massive shout out to my YouTube channel members who, of course, help power DJ's aviation. A shout out to every single one of you. And I will go through now and list the names of the people that have become channel members. You're able to do the same thing if you would like just by going onto the YouTube channel and clicking the join button. So a shout out to Jam, Jan, Elliot, Wizard, Jerry, the DPS Traveler, It's Harris, Yaron, Stefan, Don, Neil, Daniel, Jeffrey, Jeff, Ajon, Adrian, hopefully I pronounced that correctly, Leslie, Connor, Max, John, The Flash Cuban, Hector, Ken. And finally, today we had a new channel member being Eric McGee, who joined in at the cabin crew level. A massive thank you to you. Now, what a busy, busy day. But I thought what I'd do is start off right away with Boom Supersonic, who of course had that major unveiling of their new Overture, something that I think has definitely raised a lot of questions and, in my honest opinion, has left more questions unanswered. And I will get now into just the design. So, the Overture. It is Boom's supersonic aircraft that is set to fly with customers in 2029. That is their ambitious target, to say the least. And the new Overture design, well, one of the most distinctive new features is that of the four engines. Previously, the aircraft did not have four engines, but now it does. And again, one of the biggest takeaways from all of this is the fact that we still don't actually have an engine provider for said aircraft. So it's all well and good to have the rendering and of course all the added information, but when push comes to shove, the engine is still not ready. The CEO of Boom Supersonic did comment at the press conference at the 2022 Farnborough Air Show on progress being made for the engines and he said that it was positive. However, as I did reference in a video that I believe was published on the YouTube channel, 
This is not the first time that the similar thing has been mentioned. In fact, this can date all the way back to 2017 when it was noted that it would be a simple fix for the engine and a decision would be made come 2018. That's obviously not happened. Today we sit in the middle of 2022, around four years away from the potential rollout of this aircraft and the engine has not been announced and or, well, to our knowledge, decided. It means that for a clean sheet aircraft and also an aircraft manufacturer that is not your Airbus and Boeing, the turnaround times are incredibly tricky and like I have continued to say, ambitious. Do I believe they are realistic? Honestly, no. There is a lot that I don't necessarily believe is entirely realistic and I think it's going to throw many, many curveballs the way of Boom Supersonic, but I'm intrigued to see how they go about it and answer so many of the pressing questions that a lot of people have because at the end of the day it looks cool it has a brilliant design in my opinion that definitely looks flashy and when you look at it it is something i would like to see produced but it doesn't mean it's necessarily realistic that we will see it flying ever and especially for the specific years i will not get too much further into my opinion on that matter rather just taking a look at sort of the unveiling and and what we can expect from the aircraft should of course it eventually be built the aircraft will have a quieter operation, so boom notes on takeoff, overture will use the world's first automated noise reduction system, the airliner will fly without afterburners, meeting the same strict regulatory noise levels as the latest subsonic airplanes. These noise reduction efforts will deliver a quieter experience both for passengers and airport communities. There's a contoured fuselage, and this is according to the principle of area ruling, Overture's fuselage has a larger diameter toward the front of the aircraft and a smaller diameter toward the rear. Boom has applied this design technique to minimize drag. You have the gull wings. Uh, on top of that, there's the carbon composite structure, and that being in the uh, over incorporating, pardon me, the carbon composite materials in the majority of the build. Naturally, they're lighter and stronger, which is definitely a method that you've been seeing many other aircraft manufacturers move towards. So that's not necessarily the biggest shock. Um, net zero carbon is another one of the main talking points. Being developed to be net zero carbon from the beginning and flying on 100% sustainable aviation fuel. Of course, there are massive worries regarding that, not just with the environment that the impact uh, boom would I don't know if a part of me would have but in addition to that how much it would burn um, and then you have supply and demand and there are issues potentially and that like you're probably starting to realize there are uh, many issues in lots of different areas and I think the redesigners definitely put more of those on the plate um, they did though however sign many many new agreements with other companies to be I guess you could say what's the exact specific word, suppliers or and so forth, that they, I guess just collaborations and partnerships, that's, that's the better word there. Partnerships with many other companies, including uh, Collins Aerospace, pardon me, Saffron and Eaton, and this is for the technology, the further development of, say, the landing gear and many other areas, including the fuel and the combustion systems and, and so forth. So, Definitely a lot of announcements regarding Boom Supersonic, but like I said, I'm very, very skeptical on it. I would obviously love to see it flying, and that comes from the inner aviation enthusiast in me, and I think any, like I've always said, any new piece of technology is definitely a wonderful sight, and I'm all for something new, but regarding how feasible something sounds, um, I wouldn't say this sounds the most feasible, uh, but like I said, I'm happily be proved wrong, and I would love to see this flying, and one day <laughs> we get the opportunity to actually jump on board. Um, moving on to the order news, I, I think I may do another podcast on Boom Supersonic a little bit more in depth with my thoughts because I, I do have some 
uh, pretty heavy opinions that I really just want to get out that I think resonate with a lot of other people as well. Um, so I may also jot that down as a future podcast topic. But I thought we'd move into, which was one of the earliest announcements for day two, and that did center around Airbus with the boosting of an order from Delta Airlines for 12 A22300 uh, aircraft. That actually brings the total firm orders to 107 aircraft as part of the A220 family. The split, in case you were wondering, is 55 of the Dash 100s, which is the smaller variant and therefore has less seating capacity. And then we have 62 of the Dash 300s. These A220s, of course, are powered by the Pratt & Whitney GTF engines. The SVP for Fleet and Tech Ops Supply Chain at Delta did comment on the new acquisition, if you will, that came from purchase agreements, saying the A22300 is economical, efficient, and delivers superior performance. Adding these additional aircraft in the A220 family are an excellent investment for our customers and employees and will be fundamental as we work toward a more sustainable future for air travel. And uh, just to conclude with a statement from Airbus's chief commercial officer and who is also head of Airbus International, Delta was the US launch customer for the A220 and it is great to announce that incremental order that demonstrates how satisfied it is with the 220 economically and from a passenger perspective, finally adding on top of that the versatility of this aircraft with the long range and short airfield program makes it a real winner for our customers. Thank you Delta for your confidence in further expanding your fleet with all our new generation aircraft. And it's been very clear that Delta has been investing in these new aircraft. It's part of their streamlining program with the ambition and goal to, well, have a more streamlined operations. I've said this many times and you'll probably know this if you have kept up with Delta's operations over recent years, but before the pandemic, they had they had an absolutely vast array of different aircraft types. Now, moving into the 2020s, it was not something that you could argue was probably the most attractive or the most economical and efficient. The pandemic, while definitely hurt Delta and many other airlines, did offer them the opportunity to work out a method to streamline and bring in new aircraft while retiring older, less fuel-efficient types, but generally reducing the overall amount of series in their operations. The arrival of the A220 and this further commitment definitely highlights that and hits home at their goals that they are steadily achieving. On to our next order, and that sits with Boeing, who again have had a very strong air show. The 737 MAX has definitely accumulated a significant amount of new orders, which is definitely a welcome sight given just how poor the past couple of years have been. I would argue that the recent months have definitely seen a more positive light shed on the MAX, maybe the negatives regarding Boeing heading to other aircraft types, that being the 777X and the 787, but the 737 MAX has largely steered clear and we've had those positive stories now coming to fruition in the form of orders, which again, during the Farnborough Air Show, has been a really welcome sight, considering how bleak I feel like the industry has been over recent years. Now, track back to before 2020. While, of course, we had those problems with the MAX and the 787, naturally, we didn't have the pandemic as bad of a shortage with global staff and so much more. Uh, So uh, the opportunity to have this air show 
occur at Farnborough, have people there, have all the conferences and all the announcements has definitely been an absolute pleasure to see and, of course, cover. Back to the order, though, that was uh, announced today that involved the Aviation Capital Group, uh, one of your aircraft lessers. Of course, they play a crucial role in the aviation industry, supplying these aircraft to customers around the world. The order consisted of 12 additional 737 MAX 8 jets. You may be wondering why that is additional. That is because this is not the first order that the AGC, or ACG, pardon me, has placed for the 737 MAX aircraft. This is a, I guess you could say, a repeat, and them coming back to Boeing for the aircraft that they believe is efficient and well-suited to their customers' needs for the future operations. On to our next order, or should I say, let me conclude with a comment from Boeing's Senior Vice President of Commercial Sales and Marketing. The 737 MAX family strengthens ACJ's narrowbody portfolio, providing operators with excellent fuel efficiency and also flexibility across different networks. Finally, adding, topping up with additional 7378 positions ACG well to respond to growing airline demand, and we look forward to more opportunities to expand our relationship to support ACG and their customers. Sticking with Boeing, we saw Aircap, which is another aircraft lesser. Like I'll always say at these air shows, the aircraft leasing companies definitely spend big during these air shows, and it's it's always lovely to see. But on the grand scheme of things, typically we don't know the destination of a lot of these aircraft until far later down the line. So it's definitely brilliant to see the orders come through. But from a standpoint, if you are wondering where they're headed, it's a little bit harder to decipher. Now, in some instances, like the order I will get to shortly, it's a bit easier easier because of the, either the leasing company or investment firm is directly working with certain airlines and or groups. So you have a rough idea while not explicitly announced and stated anywhere where the aircraft will be headed, but sometimes it's just it's very difficult to judge. Aircap's order for the Boeing 787 does mean they are and continue to be the largest 787 customer, adding five of the 7879 Dreamliners to their operations, and this eventually will, like I said, be delivered to customers around the world. They now have 125 787s in their overall portfolio, of course that not being the only aircraft type on offer. Their fleet definitely spreads far and wide, with hundreds upon hundreds of aircraft in their operations. The Senior Vice President, once again, of Commercial Sales and Marketing at Boeing, said Aircap oversees a world-class leasing portfolio, epitomized by the most utilized widebody in the industry, the 787 Dreamliner. Adding, with its unparalleled fuel efficiency and passenger appeal, the 787 Dreamliner family is playing a major role in sustaining, reopening, and pioneering new routes in the long-haul travel market. Of course, at the time of recording this, the Boeing 787 Dreamliner does have deliveries suspended. Now, this has been an ongoing issue for the past year, but if you really want to get into the deep-rooted problems, that's been ongoing since around about 2018. Of course, different issues, but the persistent issues appearing, whether it be with engines, fly-by-wire, and much more, um, you were definitely seeing continued problems with that aircraft. But... An order from Aircap is definitely a vote of confidence and a move in the right direction, if you will. The Aircap Chief Commercial Officer said Aircap is the world's largest 787 customer and we are very pleased to strengthen that position with this order for five additional aircraft. This transaction is in line with our portfolio strategy of investing in the most in-demand new technology assets and will help us continue to support our airline customers and meeting their sustainability commitments. 
onto the order I briefly touched on just before. Again, it sits with Boeing, who, like I said, are having a very strong and successful 2022 Farnborough Airshow, pardon me. So, 777 Partners, they are a Miami investment firm and also leasing company that definitely has a strong relationship and investments in multiple airlines and also the Value Alliance, which includes some carriers within Asia. However, notably, they have Flair and Bonza at their disposal. Um, They made an uh, announcement, pardon me, that they would be taking on board up to 66 of the 737 MAX jets. Now, that's including the 737 MAX 8s and the 737-800-200s, which are their high-capacity variant. Notably, of course, while it hasn't been specifically announced where these aircraft will be headed, this is an example of where it's a little bit easier to identify where said aircraft will head. Like I said, you have the members of the Value Alliance, but on top of that, You have Bonza and finally Flair from Canada. Bonza is the newest Australian airline that is launching in the next couple of months that I'm keeping a close eye on. Being Australian myself, it's the first time we've seen a new airline come through uh, independently, I guess you could say, from Tiger Air. And unfortunately, as you may or may not be aware, Tiger Air Australia is no longer around, ceasing operations a couple of years ago. So since then... Your Virgin Australia's Jetstars and Qantas's have definitely run rampant. While we've seen Rex dive into the scene with their 737s, naturally their market isn't as big, or should I say market share is not as big, especially with Jetstar being wholly owned by Qantas. Well, that of course provides you with a bit of a, I guess you could say, firm hand on the industry that Qantas does have, whether that be with their more premium offering of Qantas or their low-cost offering being centred around Jetstar. That being said, the price of travel within Australia is pretty expensive, so even as a low-cost alternative, by the time you get the things necessary, Jetstar tickets are not that cheap either. Anyway, back to the order, and we do have a comment from Josh Wander, who is the managing partner of 777 Partners, saying this new order marks another milestone in the robust growth of our aviation businesses and concurrently our partnership with Boeing. We are excited about the possibilities of the MAX, uh, pardon me, the MAX aircraft provide our growing group of aircraft of carriers uh, to facilitate the D, um the low-cost travel around the globe while respecting our commitment to sustainable flying with of course 777 partners really focusing on low co- <coughs> with of course 777 partners really focusing on the low-cost market <laughs> with of course 777 partners really focusing on that low-cost market Now, finally, we did have a couple of new orders over at Embraer, which was definitely a welcome sight. Alaska Airlines placed an order for eight of the E-175s. Meanwhile, Porter of Canada ordered an additional 20 of the E-195E2 aircraft. A fantastic day for Embraer, who also announced that they would have a number of letter of intents for their brand new turboprop entering later this decade. A great day for Embraer, and it's lovely to see a bit more market headed their way. Like I said, all competition is good competition, and putting forward an aircraft that can compete with both Airbus and Boeing in terms of deliveries is more than a welcome sight. That's going to conclude coverage on day two of the 2022 Farnborough Air Show. I've had a massive severe lack of sleep, so I'm going to try and now head off and get some rest, hopefully more than just a couple of hours like last night, get back for day three of the air show, and you will hear from me tomorrow around about the same time covering the recap of the day. Alternatively, if you'd like to hear from me sooner and watch this in video form, you can, of course, head to the YouTube channel 
and also the updates on the Twitter account where I am posting frequently. Thanks very much. Do be sure to give the podcast a review on any streaming platform that you may be on. If you do, I will be sure to give you a shout out in the next episode. And um, yeah, thanks for taking the time to listen and I will see you next time. You've been listening to DJ's Aviation Podcast, one of the most unique podcasts on the internet, offering up your one-stop shop for all things aviation. We discuss aviation news, airline developments, analyze route networks, expansions of airlines and aircraft news. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and leave a review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Twitter and YouTube at DJ's Aviation. If you're interested in rail, check out our second channel at DJ's Transport. Till next time.